Say what? Make some noise! Actually, I have a question for you. Mm. Do you prefer paranormal stories over the serial killer stories? Serial killer stories don't scare me. When we, we watched Paranormal Activity too earlier, and I don't know if if you if you noticed, but I felt myself jump a lot more at that than I ever had. No, I heard know. you jumping. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not like that. Unless there's a loud bang in a slasher movie, I'm not jumping. It doesn't scare me. I think it's cool. I like to. I'm always looking for a twist yeah. or a turn in a slasher movie, and that's my thing. Like, it, it, yeah, you know? I'd be the same. Slasher movies, yeah. twists, turns, and gore. That's yeah. kind of what you're looking for. But you know? it's, it's it's not that I don't like them. I just more sometimes more a gross old thing than that's I than it. I scare the shit out. I love a good scare. I yeah. really, really do. Well, I've admitted, though, like, we've just finished Michael Myers, but I admitted when I was younger, the prospect of him, he, he seemed like a boogeyman to me, so it was. Oh, yeah. So there was, I suppose, which gave him more of a paranormal feel. Yeah. You know, especially that scene where Laurie's looking out the window, and he's standing by the sheets, and the sheets yeah. just kind of are blowing in the wind, and she looks back, and he's gone again. Yeah. And you think it's funny about him being at the, the hedge and all that, but I find that creepy too that you'd be looking and he's standing there at the end of the fucking road looking at you. You look away and you look back and there's nothing there. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, I get it. I, just... I remember one day I went for a walk down John my usual way. Yeah. And I was uh, on my way back and I looked up and because it was kind of winter, all the trees, you know, there was no no leaves on the trees so you could see literally ahead of you. I could see where I was walking home to. Like, yeah. You know? But there, from a distance, it looked like someone was just standing around the corner of the bend of where I had to go. Was just standing there waiting, watching you, watching like, in my direction. Oh no. Looked like they were facing my direction the whole walk home. I was staring at it. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? That they're not moving and they're just looking in my direction." No, I got closer. It was just a big tree. That would <laughs> a tree me out. Branch, I looked like. for another way home. I think <laughs> there is no other way home. Well, I could have. Yeah, I could have went around the yeah. other way and done the dangerous road walk. But yeah. why <laughs> no. is it a dangerous road walk? Because you're on the main road and that would be flying a fucking road. Oh, you come yeah, out kind of. That. Do you know where we come around where the industrial estate thing is? Yeah. You come around there and there's that little road. Yeah. That's where you come out. Oh, so you're coming right there's always road, road, road on that road. Yeah, no, but it is very busy. Yeah. So that was yeah the time I thought I saw some sort of psycho killer staring at me. Scary. But see, then I find, but I find like the serial killer story creepy. Like we did BTK last week on Real Monsters. Yeah. And uh, he scared the shit out of me, and it pisses me off because then I see him and I see his real life story, and it's like you're not now would be afraid of in real life, but what he did terrifies me, and the way he did it, and the way he was able to have the double life and get away yeah. with it for so long. Like, he practically handed himself in in the end. Oh, yeah. Know? Practically, like, you know. And yeah. Some people could say it was, you know, his own ego thinking he wouldn't get caught. And in my mind, I think he wanted to be caught. I think, oh, I he think knew so. it was retirement time and he was going, prison was the retirement home and he was going yeah. to get the infamy. Now that he had done the work, he was going to be, yeah. you know, the infamous BTK forever. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't particularly find him as in as in what he. Is. I don't find him as a person terrifying. I think about him and I think he's pathetic. Oh yeah, but, but that, that is the general that, feeling. Like no, him, no, like. no, kind of like I. The stories about him don't creep me out. The thought of him maybe 
the thought of him, kind of like you said, the prospect of it is creepy. But like, yeah, but even the thought of that your neighbor next door, the goody two shoes, who goes to church every Sunday, who president of the church and does all the PTA shit and does the Boy Scouts and mm. goes on and teaches or does the GA with the kids in the weekend, that kind of fella that you think is you know straight laced and all that, yeah. is then going out like you know doing all this weird bondage shit in his garden shed and it's going away and blowing. murdering fucking. No, Which one of the neighbors are we on about here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking joy, and that's it. And they always target women. I mean, we had a big win in Ireland this week, though. We did. I read a good shot of those articles yeah. today. So when it I comes, mean, well, we might as well fill them in on that for the people not from Ireland. When it comes to real tra- true crime, yeah. Uh, about what was this? Must have been was it two years about ago? About two years ago, yeah, yeah. Um, this young lady who was a teacher. Uh, it's time two years. Yeah, ago. she would have been. I say she must have been a newly. Newly, she was um, early 20s. Yeah, a new yeah, teacher. Yeah. Like, she was very, very young. Yeah. But uh, went out for a jog one day and some guy jumped her and killed her. And this week he was convicted of her murder. I never knew he stabbed her in the neck. Yeah. I thought it was a kind of a beat to death kind of situation. But no, stabbed her like, to the horrific. point where she couldn't. It was kind of like, oh, no, no I'm not going to do that. I was going to compare it to like a, a scream scene. But it, like, this is fucking real, it's real life. Real this, life. Is, this is not a movie at all in any fucking way, shape, yeah. or form. But she couldn't, they, they reckon like that even if someone was close by, he had damaged the voice box enough that there was no way she could scream out, like, mm. you know, mm. and that's fucking terrifying. And then when I heard that, that was kind of the first time I realized that, like, it, 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 see, I think women don't know that men don't actually, regular men don't realize this is going on because we don't kind of think that it's possible you know, we don't think like those other men I so we oh don't no. understand that it's happening i understand and what you're saying but i think that a lot of women just with the last sentence that you said will say to you we have been trying to tell oh, no, no, no. you this for 100%. years i get you i get i 100 get you i mean i should have realized this i've listened to but i've been a true crime junkie for fucking years it's always women Always, always, always. Yeah. And, and like you said before, it, it, it's not all I mean, but it's always a fucking man behind yeah. the, the, the the murder, like you know. Absolutely. So I 100% agree with you. We should have been listening, and that was the first time I realized that. Yeah. It was you know everyone was so up in arms, and I was like, okay, it's another murder, but it's just a terrible, terrible. It murder. was broad daylight, but and a girl I that was just going with, for one. But that's... I said to you as well at the same time. It was about the same time I started listening to those girls up the country up in Dublin, the uh, murder most Irish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. Those girls scared the shit out of me because I thought I lived in a nice, peaceful little country where, where this stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> and every week, well, see, I had about three years worth of their material to listen to. So every night I was at work, I was listening to two or three episodes and they were informing me of just how dangerous this country is, especially if you're a woman. Yep. <laughs> and then I came home and after listening to their podcast, I came home and started talking to you about it. Mm. And, you know, we'd be having a drink here on a Saturday night and I started asking you questions about it and you start telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't realize any of this. Mm. And the big one you told me was like, you know, taxi drivers, dangerous. It's like, what? It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah taxi you is like one of the worst yeah. things for women. And I was like, shit, I mean, for years, I always thought the right thing to do, do you know, if was a girl put a girl in over, a taxi. Exactly, instead of I would, walking I home. would go with her in the taxi. But that's what I realized now is yeah. that I should have been getting and that, a taxi that's with him. No, I'm, 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 I'
I always dealt with two taxi drivers, Your one cousin. being my best friend's fucking father and the other being my cousin. Mm. So I knew that the girls were safe with that. But it wouldn't have even dawned on me. If either of the two of them were busy, I would have just rang another taxi oh, yeah. and assumed you were safe in the taxi. Mm. Do you know? I, I never realized that they were a danger too and mm-hmm. that I should have been getting in the fucking cab with them and then coming home, like, you know? Yeah. But, like I said, I didn't think to fucking ask. But, like you said, I should have been fucking listening, do you know? But, do you know, yeah, it's just fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that. And then, again, look, there is a win. The fucker is going to jail with it. Joseph something or other. He was Slovakian, I can't, I can't yeah, pronounce his name. Yeah, but they yeah. even had to, they had to fly an interpreter into the country because they couldn't get an interpreter that wasn't already in some way linked to the case. But it was so bad, she was like, she had tears but, trying to translate what he was saying. Like, he, she couldn't get through it. But didn't he, he played not guilty to start this, yeah, yeah? Even did. though he had confessed to it. He confessed. They had CCTV evidence. They had DNA oh, the evidence. Oh, the DNA. The was, the his DNA was, was like, It was highly unusual to have all three yeah. for the one murder case. There was, like. uh, there was DNA evidence on the bike he discarded, and his DNA evidence was under her fingernails. Yeah, well. yeah. So obviously, but this is the middle of the fucking day. Like, that's, that, that's what, was sho- what shocked everybody, that you couldn't go about your business in the middle of the day, go for a run after work. Like, that, that's it, after work, go for a fucking yeah. run. And then what happened was, for me... Well, I started to notice because I started listening on top of listening to Murder Most Irish. I started listening to uh, the Crime World, which is the Sunday World's crime podcast, mm. and they'd be kind of you no, know, that was more for the gangster fucking side. I enjoy the Irish gangsters, and I find all that interesting. Read a lot of books about them, all that, and I think they were going through the um, the monks case at the time, so I was glued to it. Andy Kinahan's troubles, so I was I was glued to this thing. Yeah, but then they started bringing it up, and I started noticing, you know, over, since from. Since that girl was murdered, mm. there was another three, four, five, six more fucking there was women a girl killed in the meantime. Day, the, the, literally the year, the, the, the year after, like the, yeah. the, the January after that happened. It was the last Christmas. There was some poor Brazilian girl beaten to death That's by her boyfriend. Yeah, about, yeah. yeah, in our fucking apartment. It's yeah, just it absolute. Yeah. And I was reading another article about your man, and I think he did get away with some of it from mental prop for having a mental illness from, for the Brazilian girl. No, no, this was another one. I think it was in Ireland. I'm almost certain around, but he basically he beat the living shit out of this girl for fucking hours. The daughter was upstairs, like in bed, and uh, they, they, there was a standoff with the police and everything. Like he barricaded himself in the house, like, but they, they could see her on the floor. Then, he like, got off with mental illness. I don't know if he got off, but I think it wasn't. I don't think he got the full whack. I'm not 100 sure on that. I might be completely wrong. He might have gotten a murder whack, but I think that was the defense where there was he was having an episode at the time, like you know. But I think your, your, your mother of the dead kind of came out and said, that's fine. But no, my granddaughter has no fucking mother. Like, that's you know, it. Like, I mean, like, where do you draw the line? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that was kicked off by some jealousy as well or some fucking potential see, breakup. Or... Even if, the, if if you're having a, an episode, but it's that kind of feeling, that oh, kind yeah, of feeling, yeah. if, if that what kicks it off, that you, your, your mental state shouldn't come into it. Well, it's, like, it's, if, it's very if, similar. If it's a feeling that you couldn't handle. So you're not, who's to say you're going to be able to handle it and if, when you get out in a year's time, two years' time? Like, yeah. And it's similar to what we were talking, what I was talking about there. You heard me recording it only earlier on. It's going to be on Mini Monsters. Yeah. And that was about the uh, whole thing of, you know, what constituted murder when, you, when it came to belief. You know, they were talking about ghosts and it was, uh, well, if you believe that you're being attacked by a paranormal, uh, thing or, or uh, there's a threat of a crime happening are you okay to shoot whereas if there's a possibility of a solution should you be going on that uh, so i mean i didn't hear the full story of what you were talking about but i do think that uh, you know 
I was surprised when you when you were talking about the manslaughter charge because if it's something like mass hysteria, surely that will constitute some kind of manslaughter charge rather than murder. But that's it. So if I mean, if you're like, and that's what I was getting at is if this guy was fired, if he has a history of mental illness and this was a genuine episode and it wasn't kicked off by anything other than he's mental yeah, illness, yeah. fine. But if it's well, then again, is paranoia a part of that? You don't know. I'll have to look up this case for next week and have a look at it properly. But it was pretty fucking nasty as well. I mean, she was brutally beaten to death. Like. And I mean, yeah. I would say if you ask, and I don't know if I brought up in that interview we were having, because you asked about serial killers, but... Jojo Dollar, I mean... We have an awful history. Whatever about having an awful history of gang violence here, we have an awful, awful history of fucking male and female violence here. Mm. Awful fucking history. Yeah. A lot of murders are fucking... Like I told you about that case of uh, that woman... What's his name? Joe something or fucking other. That do you remember he uh Was he the dentist guy? No, 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 no. He was the bus guy. He the he bus uh, he sold advertising on buses or something like that or inspected so, them. Kind of he they were on the late late show and everything. Oh his wife. Yeah, yeah. Wife yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Went looking for her. And then uh they they um they, built up this big case but he he was acting the concerned husband the whole time. Apparently the second time they were on the late late show if you watch I it. I remember being on the yeah, late yeah. late show. If you watch it the second time apparently you can see his mother in law sitting next to him and you can know you can see She's, by her yeah. face that she knows at this point it's you're the fucking killer you prick. And oh, fucking no. it must have no. been hard like dealing with having him next to you and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But well, well, what it's because not to go back to Ashling Mur- Murphy again, but her like the the judge told her parents like they were like, look, you, you can sit here when when he when he's given evidence, but like it, it's going to be like it's going to be hard with him in the same room. And they actually they watched from outside like on the TV. So imagine that poor woman sitting beside this man that I he knew. I would control myself. Oh, but that's why the, the the judge said we need to move this this along. So if you're not going to be able to control I'd yourself, Mr. You're Mercedes, to... the shit out oh, of that. Oh, I'd lose my mind. Lose I, I my fucking 100%. mind. I would one hundred percent. Do you remember the, end of the Mr. Mercedes where she um fucking printed the the parts for the gun, the three D printed parts for the gun, so it was all plastic. Yeah. And was able to walk through the um metal, metal detector sector. and shoot. Uh, what's it was Brody? Was that his name? Brody. Yeah, yeah. Brody. Brady. Oh, Brady. Brody. It was Brady, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was Brady. Okay, we'll go with Brady. Well, anyway, the bad guy in Mr. Mercedes. That is, I, I would Unreal. go along those lines somehow. I would, I, I think I'd snap and I, they'd be, they would have to take me out of the courtroom. Yeah. I think in a murder trial for anyone in my family, I would have to be kept away from the case at all, at all costs. Because I'd yeah. flip out every time I saw the person. I wouldn't be able to, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't be able to control myself. I, I wouldn't be able to keep myself quiet. No, as in, yeah. like, I think it'd be extremely sarcastic every time he was given evidence. I would <laughs> just... <laughs> Amy doing time for contempt of court. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, outside that, we get away from the true crime stuff and all because that was a heavy week. But again, a win for the Irish justice system, I suppose, and the women of Ireland, I suppose, to... Have one I of think these it's assholes taken on. Then he's being sentenced in victim impact, and is it sentencing? I think seventeenth next week. That's shit. That has to be a life one. Has to be. It can't be anything other. Oh than yeah, like, twenty five to life. Yeah, but but that's it. He will. You know, if he's a good boy in jail in twenty years time, fifteen years time, he'll be out in the walk. But I out. thought that there was a law brought in when we were in college that, like, you know, a serial rapist, you're not getting out. What, like the UK's life tariff thing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the highest... I thought it was brought in for rape cases. I think the highest um, highest penalty we have is the uh, 
going for killing guards and priests. The one that fucking Aaron Brady got. Um, yeah. Capital murder. The one that used to be like that was written out being a death sentence a few years ago. It would have been yeah. a death sentence, but now it's forty years yeah. to life in prison. But forty is the minimum. So I think you only get that if you kill a guard or a priest, apparently. So where does that extend to? So, so if you kill a rabbi, are you getting your either your I forty years? You'd have to so in this day and age. Day and age like, yeah. But originally, I don't know if priests still fucking landing there. To be honest with you, yeah. But back in the day. When they changed it, we all would even when it was a death penalty, it would have been murder of a, a, guard, a guard or a priest, priest was an instant death penalty. Not or two 40 ways about years. It. No, it's an instant 40 years to life. That's why Aaron Brady got the capital murder 40 years to life. But they're trying to um, fight that mm. because they're saying the trajectory of the gunshot would show that it came from a shorter person than Aaron was. So it wouldn't have been him to take the shot. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't heard any news because I kind of haven't been listening to many podcasts since I've been off work with my mm. injury. So, be interesting to see with, uh, the other guy that killed the guy, Stephen Silver, see what he got because he did have mental. But he, yeah, he's just fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But they, they're claiming as well then that they had time. They stopped him once or twice where he was acting normally. Normally, he looked like he was able to make a decision. Uh, you know, uh, he was able to. He knew right from wrong when he yeah. did what he did. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the mental side of it will go away from. Okay. But anyway, on top of that, this week, away from the true crime. Now, that was last week's true crimey kind of stuff that we were into. This week, we're more paranormal. We're going more ghost, ghosty with it. Yes. So Real Monsters this week is going to be the Enfield Poltergeist, which is awesome. Creepy. And I, I've, I knew a lot about that already, but I kind of did a bit of a, a refresher on it this week. Oh, yeah. I watched that uh, mini series we watched on it before. Mm, yeah. Didn't realize how much they faked in that. It seems like a bit much in that mini series, but I suppose it was a drama, so they needed to do they it. They needed but to dramatize that. I watched it. Was it Apple, I think, released a new documentary on it? I saw the first episode of that. And that was all right. It yeah. was pretty cool. I mean, they, they, um, so I'm not going to get too far into it because, like I said, we're going to cover it in Real Monsters. So if you want the info, five bucks, pay up. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it was a cool story. But that, to me, and I think I said it somewhere on one of our podcasts last week, for me, the Enfield haunting is the Roswell of hauntings. Yeah. It's the one I believe it's the one I believe the most. It's the one I uh, I think there is enough witnesses to. There is enough evidence there. There's enough kind of questioning there. Yeah. The, 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 it's like instead of the side of the ghosts, ghost hunters being, well, maybe this could be that, maybe that could be this. It's more the skeptics having to go in and go in. Well, well it could be. It, this seems legit, but could maybe, maybe, possibly, she's just a really good ventriloquist. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Not a great explanation. Yeah, it's like a nine year old playing a very long game. <laughs> Do you know? Maybe she was Secretly child prodigy. Taking ventriloquist fucking lessons to be able to throw her voice for fucking Some of what he says doesn't sound like what a child would say. It doesn't sound like stuff a child That's would make the thing up. As well. And the spec- uh, do you know how specific they are, or how she was about the death. Mm-hmm. Do you know? It's fine to say, I think some skeptics say, like, well, she could have found the um, grave and put two in and, they, you know, known that they lived there or her, they'd lived there or there could have been a story on the street by yeah. other kids that the man died in there. 
but to know everything in such detail, like to be able to say it the way she was saying it, it was just. So what do you? I've got a question. But if it's if it's a guy that died, is he considered a poltergeist? But the thing about it is, they don't it, know if it was it actually was, a guy, that, that, uh, and there was multiple ones there. Okay, Bill was only one of them. Okay, there was a Joe. There was a um, your man Morris Gross's daughter was claiming to be there, Janet. He, wow. the, the elder, not Janet that was possessed, but Janet that mm. was uh, his what his daughter who died in a uh, motorcycle accident. She claimed to be there. That was legit. So, do you know the one I don't believe is the Amityville horror. I believed that when I was younger. Yeah, for me that was a really cool. Well, that's because it was huge when we were younger. Because the movie, everybody was like, "It's that was Ryan Reynolds." That must have been Ryan Reynolds' first big movie, wasn't it? I don't know. It was the it first one I remember. It was the first time I remember seeing the guy I from Two Guys, uh, two guys in a Pizza Plate. Yeah, yeah. Two Guys in a Pizza Plate. Yeah, guys I never saw plate. that when I was younger. But I knew that I had recognized him from somewhere watching it, but I didn't know And where. that's that was my first thought when I went, because I saw it in the cinema, and I remember thinking, oh, it's the funny guy from Two Guys, a girl in a Pizza Place. This is going to be great, no. because in that fucking sitcom, he is essentially the Ryan Reynolds we all know and love in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I was expecting. And instead, it was a very, very serious horror movie. But it was a good horror movie. It was a decent movie. And I mean, the story is amazing. Oh, yeah. It is creepy. I mean, the, the whole creepy fucking pig uh, with the glowing eyes at the window scares the shit on me. Essentially, what they were saying was, like, that they were seeing, you know, like, um, in Saw, the mask here, the big pig mask with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. a pig's head like that with glowing red eyes will be staring in the upstairs window. Ooh. Don't at them, like you know yeah. that there yeah. was ooze pouring out of the walls and the floor. That there was strange smells that they couldn't explain. Knocking, surely ooze that, would leave stains and stuff. But that was them. what they were saying. It would just go away again. Oh, and they were claiming that um, um, not Roy the Pharaoh, Roy the Pharaoh, the killer, uh, Lutz, the the, the, oh, the yeah. guy, I think George Lutz, was claiming that he was waking at quarter past three every night on the button, and that that was the time when Ronnie the shot. His parents and family. Could be coincidence. And if you want to know more about Ronnie DeFeo, check out Mini Monsters. I do an episode on him this week. Um, but like, um, no, again, this is kind of a fucking thing of you know, they there are disputes like they're in the movie and in the book. And I think I don't know if you remember the Ryan Reynolds movie they did it as I well, do. where the priest comes to bless the house after they There's move flies. in. Because, um, no, there's no flies in it. I don't know exactly. There is a flies in the end of a movie. Oh, but I don't know if it's in the, the book or anything. Oh. But um, he comes in and uh, he can feel a presence and all this stuff. But he um, apparently hears a voice telling him to get out and gets a slap across the face. Mm. The priest in question has said under affidavit during a lawsuit that he didn't go there. He only contacted the Lutzes by telephone. So that was bullshit. And the writer of the book, he was rather the writer of the book or the guy who was changing into the movie. They were talking uh, over a few drinks with the Lutzes and they were basically, uh, he said that they didn't straight out say it, but the way Lutz was talking, it sounded like he was just banging out ideas. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a factual story. It was like, well, what if we put this in there? What if we put that in there? What if we put that in there? Because they got a good deal on the house, like, but it's still strange, I suppose, that after 30 days, they, they, I mean, they, they were playing a very long game as well there, but... I wouldn't live there. I don't think I would live there. I don't, I wouldn't want to... Do you to not think you live in a house where someone was killed? Not that many people. 
I mean, I think I think if, if one person was killed in the house, fair enough. But if it's a murder, that fucking horrific, we don't want to live in the house. Do you know what, though? I, I, I don't know why, but lately I am really, really getting an urge to get into that ghost hunting shit. Oh, I'd like to do like, that. I'm massively mm-hmm. getting the urge. Like, I do It's it. like, I really want to give it a try. There's a guy at work that I work with, him and his dad do ghost hunting. Mm. They're known for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can convince him come on the show sometime so we could talk to him Ooh. about it uh, I, i'm back at work next week so I'll, I'll see if i see him and i can ask him but um yeah i'd absolutely love to do it because we were looking up myself and you some actual hauntings from around our mm-hmm. area and it's on the paranormal database it is. so they do paranormal folkloric paranormal and cryptozoological locations in the uk and beyond we are not uk we should not be there home republic of ireland anyway i mean there's loads i mean there's a funeral procession in ballyferter graveyard i like that story so yeah, yeah a bunch of ghosts walking towards one man's grave it's fucking creepy mm-hmm. uh Bally High castle has a haunting manifestation yeah this ghost was once a well-treated prisoner in the castle who died trying to protect the building from a large-scale robbery Oh, Bally High Castle. We could, that's only, only down the road. Yeah. No, that would be Bally yeah. Bunyan. Bally High could be out by Arfurk. So it'd be, it's but still, it's still not, down far, the not far. Yeah, yeah, we could go check that out. Definitely. And that was that was the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he was seen. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barrow, that's a beach not far from us. There's a haunting manifestation that was seen in the 1990s. Prior to renovation, the site had a reputation as being home to a ghost. Although the exact details are not known, and it is said that the phantom is quiet. In hmm. Beaufort, there's a humming. You can hear a humming phantom train. Do you passports to pass through Beaufort? No, you got to turn off. But it's ah. like the posh part of Clarny. But apparently, Ooh. at times, it was heard in 2012 is when this was uh, marked as there. But there's a closed rail track there that goes about 15 kilometers. And you can hear it, a humming sound coming yes. from it. So, yeah. Um, cryptozoology. Ooh, what do we got? Brandon, more Brandon. There is this lake is home to a mythical snake-like beast, which is covered in jewels and gold. The monster is said to only appear once every seven years. No, Brandon, is there not some legend about some guy that hid jewels and gold? Uh, not Brandon. I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, the earless dog, the ghostly earless dog the that haunted cackle. this area, was supposed to emerge from the castle's moat at night before wandering off to hunt rabbits. Deck coach, you're mad for your deck coach. Man. That's in Derrymore, Derrymore House. As the owners of the house lay dying, the other family members around his bed heard a horse-drawn coach pull up outside the house. Believing it to be the doctor, they rushed downstairs, but nothing could be seen on the gravel driveway. The owner died soon after. I would point out that that, literally that particular manifestation we talked about in the Dalatin episode. I told the story of it. Oh, I think you did. Yeah, I do Mm -hmm. remember that. Yeah. Um, there's one here. Well, there's Phoenix Island. We gotta check that one off. But there is one here that I actually told you I was at and didn't realize. Well, you I were did. At. I, I did realize it, but I I I just kind of paid no attention to it. And that was the ghost in Caharnan House Hotel. Oh yeah, that's and creepy. I paid no attention to it. Like they were doing uh, it up, and they had this. There was a, the main hotel. Yeah. And then there was like this kind of. I suppose backstairs up to where a small hallway where there was maybe three or four rooms. Okay. And I was up there regularly on my own, and someone had mentioned it to me, and I thought it was just a bit of a joke. It was like, oh, you know, there's a ghost on this uh in this hallway. Yeah. This girl that uh, haunts the hallway, 
I paid no attention to it. And you know me when I'm working, my headphones and I'm listening to podcasts. So the most of the time I was there, I'm listening to the guys from the last podcast talk about killers and ghosts and <laughs> shit like that. Anything could have been going on around me. And to be honest with you, there was once or twice where I needed an extra break and I snuck into one of those rooms and I just chilled out. <laughs> Because I, was, I mean, like, and they were full of storage, so there could have been anything in there. I wouldn't have noticed, like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, that place, is a, it's a phantom, where is it? Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, the daughter of the first owner of the property, is said to remain there and has been spotted on the main staircase. We had a bat flyer on the staircase, all right, one day. Ooh, Gwendolyn is now a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a shitload of them around the place. Clarny seems to be riddled with them. I mean, Clarny even has its own uh, Loch Ness monster, doesn't it? it Mucky. Does Mucky? Yeah, um, that's here somewhere. What's this one? A warrior by the name of O'Donoghue. This is in Clarny as well. Is said to emerge from the waters of the lake on the back of a white horse once every seven years. Another story has an unidentified figure walking a hound appear on misty nights. That sounds fucking cool as fuck. Sounds very attractive. Imagine standing there looking at the water and out of the water this fucking massive white fucking clotted warrior comes out on a big huge white horse. You'd be fucking would you be scared or would you I, be in like complete awe? That's I think I'd be in awe. I think amazement would yeah. be. I think afterwards when it all stopped, then I'd be like, oh, what did we just see? We need to get the fuck out of here. I <laughs> think so, yeah. but, but at the time, I think I'd be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. That, you'd have to imagine that much white in the dark would oh, cause such a glow. You'd believe you were seeing some sort of an angel or something. Yeah. Do you know, it wouldn't be. But that's it. Like, like, I don't you know? think, yeah. And to me. To a Christian, it would be an angel. To me, it would be like, I would, I think in that kind of a case, with a horse like that and a warrior like that, and my belief system, I would instantly think it was some form of fucking pagan god. You know, and that would stop me in my tracks. And I, I'd kind of stick around. I don't know what I'd think. I think I'd be like, literally stuck, stood there watching that. But <laughs> I don't think i think it was a bad thing, because of all the white. Is this Mucky? The, in 2009, the pale eel thing is all that's written here. Is it Muckrus? Uh, Upper Lake, it says. Cryptozoologist no, Jonathan Downs okay. and his wife spotted a nine-foot-long pale eel-like creature swimming in the waters. See, I don't know why, but I find it harder to believe someone who calls himself a cryptozoologist that says they've seen something that none of the rest of us have seen. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, you know he's making a name for person. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone needed a topic for a new book. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the cryptid at the end of his garden. And we talked about the Osborne being um, Yeah, haunted. that's listed here as and, well. I mean, like, when uh, I was hanging out with Ziggy, Ziggy used to live up there. And I was up there once or twice with him. Did he they say were it renovating was it. Did you feel like it was haunted? I think he might have joked about it once. But I, I don't think... I think it was a joke that went around the Osborne, but I never saw it. But I mean, the same joke used to go around Hennessy's as well. The Hennessy's is haunted? No, the upstairs apartment. And there is multiple, multiple people that live there. That have claimed stuff has happened while they lived there. Like what kind of stuff? Uh, there was a time when there was weights dropped. Because uh, some of the bouncers used to live there. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them, I won't be saying any names. One of them says that there was weights that were... Uh, do, you know, do you know how you have like those kind of triangular yeah. weights? Where they have the knocks yeah. in them. Where you could, those weights and they're all thrown onto the ground. And they heard the crash. And, like, and they went Where did you do anyone found. in the house? Like in the, in the apartment? There's usually two or three people there. Like. Um, lights flickering on and off, TVs going on and off, noises from upstairs, walking around, noises from upstairs, stuff banging upstairs. No. no. But this is multiple people that lived in that apartment have made that complaint. That's weird. 
So it was believed that the apartment upstairs was. Which, like, the, like the, 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 there's, there's a few apartments, isn't there? There's the one that the Hennessy themselves use. They have their security stuff up there, but the one next to it, it's you know the entrance door at the side. Yeah. Outside. Oh, I know you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's up there. But yeah, that, that was creepy. supposed to be haunted. Uh, again, Did I, ne- I, never, I never felt or saw anything in there, and I was in there a fair bit. Because my cousin lived in there, and then a lot of the bar staff started living in there. Mm. And I just hung out with a lot of that crowd anyway, so we'd always end up inside there, you know, maybe having yeah. a few drinks afterwards or parties and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, no, I never heard, saw, or noticed anything while in there. Fair enough. Just heard the stories. <laughs> so, yeah. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.